Most of my summers were spent working at my dad's car wash in Houston, sweltering under the blistering hot Texas sun, like a Baptist preacher in a three-piece suit on a Sunday morning. Being the serial entrepreneur that he was, my dad saw a need for a hand car wash business on his side of town. So he bought a small building, placed it in the middle of a deserted parking lot in most city, and literally built his entire business from the ground up. From cutting the wood to build a deck, to surrounding it with beautiful, waist-high flower beds filled with exotic plants and flowers of all sorts. It took about three months of blood, sweat, and tears. But finally, in the summer of 2003, we launched Ray and Sons, most city's finest full-service car wash. A clean car means a lot. So come on down to Ray and Sons Car Wash where we don't miss a spot. Now, the first couple of days were slow. <laughs> I could tell my dad was starting to doubt himself as we sat on them two overturned buckets drinking sun kiss. But after the first week, word must have gotten around. Because we were so busy, we couldn't sit down. We had to hire a mix of full-time and part-time employees. But during the week, my dad needed someone he could trust to run the company while he worked his day job. So he brought in my Uncle Judd to help manage the place. And while the company ran well for the first few years, over time the business started to fall apart. Money was being mismanaged. We were constantly running out of supplies. Customers were upset. I mean, they'd bring their cars back saying, hey, you miss more than just a spot. It's like my dad couldn't get the car washed to its tipping point without getting knocked back down. And over the next decade, that beautiful car wash that we struggled to build as a family would become dilapidated. My Uncle Judd landed himself in prison, and from then on, my dad struggled to find good management. Till finally, one day, after almost a decade, the doors to Ray and Sons closed. I think I must have had the same entrepreneurial bug that my dad had, because I would launch my own company, Speakerbox Media. Houston's first full-service podcast studio. And just like my dad's business, I was able to achieve rapid success in a short period of time. But I also lived with the fear of success that my dad had and failure. So I got curious and started to examine why my dad's business failed. I mean, why couldn't my dad, as sharp as he was, keep things afloat? My answer came in a book entitled The E-Myth where the author, Michael Gerber, talks about building systems so your business doesn't have to rely on people skills. This was a huge aha moment for me, and that's why on this week's episode, I invited Joy Hudson, one of Houston's best consultants, to share her tips on systematizing your business. When running a business, you have to get out of the mentality of self-employed and Mm. act like a business owner or an entrepreneur. Because if you stay in that self-employed mindset, then that means that you're always working in the business instead of on the business. This is B2B Growth Hacks, a podcast powered by Speakerbox Media. So, Joy, tell us a little bit about Joy Consulting and On The Go Glam. Yes. Joy of Consulting is a management consulting firm. Mm -hmm. We help companies with their organizational structure Mm -hmm. and through training and development and process optimization. So basically, we manage the chaos of people and processes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And then we work with government entities, corporations, hospitality industry. So 
anybody who has a problem with right. people and processes, basically. Okay. Awesome. And then On The Go Glam is a beauty on demand platform. It's a tech startup and it's essentially Uber for beauty. Okay. We deliver hair, makeup and nail services when and where you want them. So I wanted to talk to you today along the lines of consulting. I wanted to talk to you about building systems. So what is the importance of building a system? Why should we have systems and processes and things like that in a business? Your business cannot run without a system. And people have bad habits of just getting a business running because they want to make money and then they have no systems in place. And so this is essential to implement those systems because it helps your business run efficiently. You can eventually scale. Everything's on autopilot. But if you don't have any systems in place, it's complete chaos. So it's really important because if you think about it, hiring is a system, automating things such as email, your finances, things like that. Those are all different types of systems that you can implement. But a lot of people don't think about that. They're like, I want to make this money. And they don't think about the operational aspect of running a business. But that actually links to your money. Because when you don't have systems in place, you're actually losing money. Think about like a service-based business. Like I have consulting, for example. If there were certain things that are not automated, I'm spending so much time on one client when I could be servicing 10 clients. And when I say that, that means like, okay, do you hire independent contractors, for example, to take on some additional clients for you? Because when we start a business, we automatically think I have to do everything by myself. But you don't. Yeah. So say you have your systems in place. When do you hire? I know bringing on a full time employee can be costly. What, mm-hmm. When do you hire? And what are some of the options? Yes. For hiring so since we're talking about growth hacks, yeah, right? Growth hacks, right. You Give know, B2B growth <laughs> hacks. When you're starting a business, you obviously are doing everything by yourself. Mm-hmm. Or maybe you'll get some family, some friends to help you out. That's Mm -hmm. an inexpensive way to hire employees, so to speak. But then there are interns that you can use and then independent contractors, like I just mentioned. So I feel like, you know, when you need to hire someone, when you're just completely burned out and you just realize, oh, my God, I don't have enough time in a day. When as soon as you make that statement, that means that you need to get some help. For me. When I started thinking about, okay, obviously I'm a new business. I can't hire another management consultant because they're going to want six figures. And I'm like, I can't afford that. So how do I work around that? And I Mm -hmm. was like, oh, I can do independent contractors. And when you do independent contractors, so for example, with consulting, I have clients I bill at a higher rate. Right. I pay the consultant their rate and I take my cut and I don't have to do any work. When running a business, you have to get out of the mentality of self-employed and Mm. act like a business owner or an entrepreneur. Because if you stay in that self-employed mindset, then that means that you're always working in the business instead of on the business. Exactly. And you have to get out of that mindset because you won't ever scale. And some people are like, oh, well, I've built this six-figure business by myself. But imagine what you can do if you had some help. Right. So, yeah, independent contractors for me was the way to go because I'm like, I don't want to pay benefits, payroll taxes, all those things. You pay your own taxes when Uh you're an independent contractor. But that's an easy way to scale, especially if it's a service based business. But even with products, thinking how to outsource things like graphic design, Mm -hmm. packaging, we have things like Upwork. 
Fiverr. You don't have to pay thousands of dollars for a graphic designer. There's an easier way to go or a less expensive way to go. Right. So it's more of a mindset shift, would you say? It's more of a shift from I have to do all this myself. Mm -hmm. I can't afford to hire someone. But it's a mindset shift to say, hey, but there's Fiverr, there's Upwork, there's other opportunities out there to hire someone and get some help. Right. Okay. So kind of tell me, where do you start? Say someone's listening to this and they're like, okay, Joy, I get it. I'm picking up what you're putting down, but where do you start? What are some of the first steps that you would take? There's a method that I like to call do, dump, delegate. And that is when you are overwhelmed and you need help and you're trying to decide what to actually take off your plate. So the do is write a list of all the things you have to do. The next step is dumping, dump the things you don't want to do. And when you're looking at that dump list, those are essentially the things that you delegate. And so, for example, I know I don't want to book appointments. I don't want to talk to potential clients. There are things that I just don't want to do. So what does that look like? Mm -hmm. What kind of job description can you form? for those things that you're dumping. And so it's like, okay, well, that looks like I need an administrative assistant to do those things for me. Or that looks like I need a social media person or Mm. a marketing manager or whatever it is. So once you look at the things that you've dumped and you're like, hmm, looks like I need this type of help, then you formulate kind of that job description in your head of what that looks like. And that's the person you need to hire. Now, if you're on a shoestring budget, like I said, then you say, hey, then I need a social media intern or maybe I can afford to hire someone five hours a week. That's five hours you can buy back to put into your business. So hire a virtual assistant, for example, because I think people are in the mindset that they always have to hire full time employees. And that's not the way to go. You can hire a part time employee. You can hire a contractor. And these can be virtual. These remote is the way to go. You don't need an office. (laughs) You know, people get obsessed with these things. (laughs) And I'm like, no, you're spending money where you don't have to spend money. So thinking about ways to not necessarily cut corners, but cut costs and be more efficient at the same time. Yeah. So can you tell me kind of how you personally are implementing these systems into your own business? Absolutely. Well, I have a virtual assistant. Okay. Awesome. (laughs) And initially, when I got a virtual assistant, I used a platform called Zirtual. Well, Zirtual can be a little costly, but I have a relationship now with my virtual assistant where we've gone off the platform. So I'm like, can we negotiate a different pricing structure? I can give you more hours. But I have a virtual assistant and I know, for example, business development is not my strength. Mm. So she helps me with that. She contacts potential clients via cold emails or cold calls because that is not my ministry. (laughs) Um, And that's another thing, too. You have to be honest with your strengths and weaknesses Uh because that will also help you make up those deficiencies with hiring people as well. Because then you can define those roles and responsibilities for who you're bringing in. Right. And yeah. I think along those lines, yes, yeah, self-awareness yeah. Is, is critical and key. To, Absolutely. Like you said, you got to know your strengths and weaknesses. And would you say hire around your weaknesses? Yeah, right? absolutely. You, you want to kind of balance that absolutely. out. Like you said, that's not your ministry. I love yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. So I would say a virtual assistant. I use Calendly for booking appointments because I'm Uh in consulting. So people have to go through the calendar. I'm not responding to an email saying, hey, I'm available. 
it's too much when you have to manage that. Like, here's the link. You can book an appointment with me. It takes the headache out of when am I available? I have this on my calendar, this on my calendar. You find the time. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> I'm not finding the Going time. Going back and forth yeah, with time. Yeah, it just takes too like much that. time. Yes, so yes. Calendly is okay. really good. And they actually have a free option. I have like six calendars that I have to link to mine. So I have a paid version. Okay. But they do have a free version that you can use. And that's the beauty of a lot of these things that are for small businesses. There are free versions you can use. Even Acuity is a scheduling app. Schedulicity. Like you have so many options that you can do for free. Canva, again, they have a free version. Mm -hmm. Then you can upgrade to the WorkPro version. Mm -hmm. So So in putting it all together, like can you share some tools that you use mm-hmm. to kind of automate a process and kind of yeah. walk us through a, like how things are automated. And how yeah, absolutely. Together. So like Calendly is one of them. Right. I use Calendly. I use the virtual assistant to help me with things because right. that's a okay. whole human being that right. can help me automate <laughs> yes. things. You have QuickBooks. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that QuickBooks does, you can set rules for how you categorize your expenditures, for example. Okay. So when you start off your QuickBooks account, like you can start off with a self-employed account and then grow okay. to QuickBooks online. You can, for example, if you know that PayPal is for your business income, for example, you can Mm -hmm. set a rule in QuickBooks to say this will always be business income. Every time that PayPal deposits come through, it automatically categorizes it as business income. If it sees a gas or fuel, it'll automatically itemize that as gas. So I use that a lot. And then also what QuickBooks does is links to your mileage. They have something called Mileage IQ. So my mileage ticker is always on. So all I have to do is mark it as personal or business. And a lot of business owners miss out on those itemized deductions because they're not categorizing them. And so it's automatically linked. So the finances is a big thing because no one has time to sit down and take pictures of receipts. And you can do that automatically with the app. It automatically uploads it into QuickBooks. So your accountant won't be mad at you. (laughs) Yes, yes. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, you're saving people a lot of time and money right now, which is is big. (laughs) So to someone who's listening to this and they want to do it, they're frustrated to their wits end. Like Mm -hmm. you said, like, I can't take on anything else. I mean, what would you say to them? Sometimes you have to take a step back Mm -hmm. because, like I said, some people just go head first into Mm -hmm. running a business. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And you you have to take a step back and you have to take a couple of days away and just reflect on, okay, what are my needs? What do I really need right now? And sorting those things out. I was telling you before, like plan your work and work your plan. plan. I heard someone say that a while ago and I was like, oh my gosh, yes, that's it. That's what I try to tell people all the time. So make a plan for what it is you're trying to accomplish. Set some goals for yourself because even if you're starting off in business, you have goals. If you want to be a million dollar business, okay, well, what are the steps that you need to take to get there? Because I think we get overwhelmed, but you're overwhelmed because you may not have systems in place. It's the biggest part, because if you think about it, people are like, oh, my God, I don't have enough time. Well, why don't you have enough time? Mm. And if you actually break that down, what are you spending your time on? Are you answering phone calls all day? Because for me, like I have a business line that my virtual assistant has access to. Mm -hmm. So if I don't answer the phone, she answers the phone. But if it's ringing to me directly, 
it's going to voicemail. It must be appointment based. That phone's not ringing. Oh, wow. Because imagine as a self-employed person, especially if your phone is ringing all day, that takes time away from what you actually need to be doing. So setting time to answer your phone or mm-hmm. return phone calls at mm-hmm. a certain time of the day, that makes things more efficient, too. You don't need two phones. I have sideline. When people call, they get an auto respond text message saying we're not available. Thank you for contacting Joy of Consulting. If it's urgent, you can contact the email address. But there are so many ways because people think, oh, I need two phones. I need- Why are you paying two phone bills? Sideline is like $9.99 a month. So it's called Sideline. Yes, Sideline. And there are other platforms out there too. Google Voice, for example, is another one. So there's a way to streamline things without having to run around like a chicken with your head cut off. One of the things about that, too, is Mm -hmm. when you're answering the phone all day or every Mm -hmm. time someone calls, you are creating client dependency. Oh, yes. And they think they can call you whenever they want. This is very true. So You're not going to get me after five yes. o'clock or six o'clock. Yeah. And on Fridays, we shut down at one. Exactly. So if right. I haven't answered anything between then, I'll catch you the next day. Right. It's urgent. Send an email. Yeah. And but, your clients will respect that. Yeah, you exactly. Know, respect that and they'll start to honor that. Right. But when time, you're giving right. people your personal cell phone number, then yes. they think, oh, well, I can call you whenever I want. I have people there like, Oh, my clients contact me at nine mm-hmm. o'clock. I'm like, that's not cute. Right. No, it's not at all. <laughs> my clients at aren't all. calling me at nine o'clock. No. I'm not a doctor. <laughs> yes, I'm right. not an ER 24 right. seven attorney. Yes. Like, why are you calling me? Right. So right, right. not creating Perfect. that client dependency is really, really important. Awesome. Yeah. Well, Joy, thank you so much for joining me today. Yeah. On B2B Growth Hacks. It was an honor. Yes. Thank you. Wow. I hope you got as much out of this conversation as I did. If you'd like to stay up to date and learn more about B2B Growth Hacks, head over to speakerbox.fm. Thank you again for tuning in to this week's episode, and we'll catch you next time on B2B Growth Hacks, a podcast powered by Speakerbox Media.